Good morning. Welcome to the coaches meeting. That's the coach. I'm Grant Cohn. This is the meeting. Title of, of the today's meeting is the Niners Super Bowl window is wide open. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Rand. We're going to do some film looking at Randy yeah. Gregory. What he's going to bring to this defense. Talking about Fred and Dre. Talk about. Uh... Let's start here, though. Defenses that match up with the 49ers offense. We haven't seen one yet. The Niners are cruising. Mm-hmm. And they just went up against one of the best pass rushes in the league and made it look mm-hmm. tame. So right. now they got Cleveland, which is different than Dallas's defense. What about Cleveland? What does it take, you think, coach? Um, well, Cleveland, they are they're more talented on defense than they are on offense. I mean, I know that they built it another way where they want Deshaun Watson to kind of be the tip of the spear for what they do. But the truth is, is that he's struggling. He's just not doing well. And because of it, um, you see them coming in in close games, but it's really because of their defense, not their offense. And they do have a pretty good running game. Um, Offensively, they do have corners. They got a good stout front that's led by Miles Garrett, which is going to be class personified against Trent. Miles doesn't travel a lot, but he does get interior pressure when they need him to. Uh, This is a fast defense, uh, but... As this as the season shapes out, there's going to have to be teams that really just come out and shock us because they're not faster than Dallas, right? And I thought Dallas was fast, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, really, from what I see on our offense, we we utilize we try to utilize every area of the field, but where we're where where we're special is on the edges of the field. We try to get our strongest bodies and our most athletic guys to the edges of the field and try to isolate their secondary and DBs and guys who just, you know, force defenders who quite frankly need to make business decisions against Christian McCaffrey and Colton McKibbitts barreling down and juice cracking and uh, Brandon Ayuk coming in for blocks. And what they really do is they fortify the edges of the defense in order to get to where they need to go. So, can the Browns do it? No. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I hope they do. I mean, to give us a good game, but they can't do it. Um, but that's more or less more what you're going to see from defenses now where if your secondary can't come to play, right, in all facets that's of the game. That's what I'm talking about. That's what yeah, I'm talking about. Then you're see, not. You don't that's have what Dallas game. didn't have. That's what Dallas did. We're all focused on Micah Parsons. And he's great, but Miles Garrett might be even better. He's bigger, but the thing is, like, it's not as simple as just overwhelming the Niners in the trenches. They like Brock Purdy can get the ball out of his hands quickly. Then uh, Kyle Shanahan can scheme up lots of screens. Brock Purdy's mobile. Like, you have to cover these guys. Ayuk, mm-hmm. Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey, and Jawan Jennings are use check. And like, how many teams can actually do that? Not many, but the Browns theoretically are one of them. They have two really good corners. Mm-hmm. in Denzel Ward, Martin Emerson. They have two really good safeties in Grant Delpit, good name, and Juan Thornhill. Mm-hmm. So so that's, I think, more of the blueprint. You don't just look at, like, the defensive line. You got to look at the secondary. Can you, cover yeah. the, can you play man-to-man coverage against the Niners and hold up? Because you play zone, I mean, they'll They're they'll just going to pick you apart. Brock is pick you well, apart. This is what we know now, right? What we've seen thus far. What really gets you in our process in our passing game is Brock's processing. Mm-hmm. He will find exactly who guy. needs to get the ball. And if you yeah. do, if you guess right, 
he's got enough impromptu skill to get the job done either on his feet with plaster coverage, with, you know, getting guys in scramble drill, finding open guys. I mean, a la the scramble drill play that he made to uh, Christian McCaffrey on the fly. That wasn't that wasn't scripted. You know, that's something that Brock found. And that's that's really what we've always been talking about. We've been talking mm -hmm. about Kyle needs to find his quarterback. But the reason why he needs to find his quarterback, not necessarily for the obvious, right? Somebody who's smart enough to go out there and do exactly what he wants. But it's for the it's for the obfuscation, like what's hiding in plain sight, and which is no matter how good your scheme is, you still need somebody to give you more off script. And if you can't challenge that against our offense, then you don't stand a chance. And that's after you under that's after you figure out how to stop Christian McCaffrey. So we're so I'm sort of like I'm sort of looking differently at, at the schedule now. Like what defenses actually have what it takes. And I think the Browns do, but they don't have the quarterback. So I don't think they're not they're gonna beat the Niners. But another team that sort of matches up theoretically with the Niners and can play man-to-man -man coverage if they have to, is Seattle. Yes, they can. Like, they got two good corners, too, in Devin Witherspoon and Reek Woolen. They have, like, yep. good safeties. Yeah, um, and Michael Jackson. Yeah, like, they could put uh, Jamal Adams on George Kittle. Uh, they can match up with Brandon Ayuk. They can put... They that's can bring Quadre Diggs down into the box. Mm -hmm. um, to uh, And he's athletic enough to be near the line of scrimmage and... He's strong enough and stout enough to be near the line of scrimmage, but he's more than athletic enough to get caught out there with Christian, right? And actually also, play. you know, the Seahawks were controversial when they drafted Devin Witherspoon over Jalen Carter. Most people would take the big 320-pound D tackle over the corner. But why did the, the Seahawks do it? Well, they play in the same division as the 49ers, and Pete Carroll is a defensive guy, and he understands what it's going to take to stop this team. It's not as simple as just stopping McCaffrey in the run game. Like, you have to cover this team. Not many teams could. And, and let's go through it. Like, each week the Niners have been able to pick on some weak corner, some guy who's over the hill. Week one, Patrick Peterson. Week two, Akello Witherspoon. Bum. Week three, I can't even tell you a corner, a Dory Jack. I, who were who they picking on with the Giants? I mean, no one good. Week Nobody. four, Arizona can't name their corners. Week five, uh, Dallas didn't have digs. So now this is the first week the Niners play a team that has two really, really good corners. And the Niners can beat them, obviously. But yeah. it's going to be interesting to see like what their offensive efficiency will look like now. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, we're offensively led. You know, that's that's what the hallmark of this year's team is. And I think for so long, defense has been running the show that, you know, uh, we haven't really necessarily looked at the offense as being um, the tip of the spear and actually leading our team, especially with Kyle being the offensive genius that he is. But it's all clicking now. I mean, if you're going to play us, there is a number of questions that you have to answer about us just offensively. And that's not even getting to defense yet. Right. That's mm -hmm. not even getting to how you're going to score on us. But offensively, um, you got to be a smart defense. You got to have – you cannot have a weakness. We're good enough to find who who the weakness is and rock with that all day. You know, we're that good. Um, yep. So I don't necessarily see um, a team. And then also, really, if we're looking at a defense that can beat us, I mean, good luck, though, right? Because yep. 
even if you're a defense that says, oh, yeah, we got what it takes to beat the Niners. No, you don't. You may have what you just maybe may have what it takes to beat the offense that day. But is yeah. your offense good enough to right. play with our defense? Right, like right, it, right. It's, it's so it's not even just the package of finding a, a side of the ball. We're not necessarily good because our offense finally is leading the team. We're good because our offense finally came to the party. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Everybody yeah. rose the floor. So that's how I yeah. feel. Sean O'Leary says, I get the enthusiasm and excitement and excitement around this team. I do, but I can't help but feel they can't get too confident. I need to see them beat teams like the Chiefs and Eagles. They're the Niners to our Cowboys of late. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a hundred percent true. The Chiefs yeah. are to us. And we said this last week. We are to the Cowboys what the Chiefs are to us, right? And the team that got away, the team that knows how to beat us, the team that foils us. Like the 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 Chiefs don't have issues beating us. They don't. They have thoroughly whooped our butts, right? So yeah. for for us, I understand beating up on Dallas. That's an amazing feat. And I felt I was on cloud nine after that game, right? I I, I, I crowned us as the best team in the league. But the truth is, is that there are two teams that we haven't beat. And they're Philly and Kansas City. Those are the two teams that really seem to have our goat. So um, the way I see it right now, if we're charting out, because I'm, I'm kind of getting used to like the, the, the YouTube sphere, that people want definite answers in the middle of the in the middle of the pregnancy. So yeah, if we're gonna look at it right now, yeah, I don't I don't like what the Eagles look like versus us in week five. I don't like what the Chiefs look like versus us in week five. We look better than both of them right now, quite frankly. But that ain't the league, man. You know what Dave I'm saying? We asks, play it out. Would would Sertan put us over the top? I believe so. I don't have a problem with our secondary. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's not like Lenore's a weakness. Traverius Ward should be a Pro Bowl. They're both playing at a Pro Bowl level. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I don't want to get to the point where we just start getting names for the sake of getting names. And like, I don't it, think it, our team cost a couple first round picks. You know what I mean? You might want those first round picks. I mean, that's a linchpin so, pick, man. That's something yeah. where you, you're expecting him to be there for a while. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about the uh, title subject. So I was okay. I work for SportsIllustrated.com, and we do this like round table on zoom once a week where we just go over ideas and they were all sort of uh the people in there were all kind of like being envious about me covering the niners and it's like i don't really think about it like that like i guess team people want to cover winning teams and they're like man you got you got the team for a while because as long as brock purdy is there making that 900k like he's so good and so cheap like no other team can match that and it's really right. a competitive advantage about like why why are the Niners so much better than the rest of the league? Well, they've drafted well. I mean, they've done a really good job, but they also it's like they have extra cap space. They have extra room to work because of so I'm going to call this the Brock Purdy window. Right. We were talking about like is he talented enough to win a Super Bowl? Well, yeah. At his price point on this team with his skill set, yeah. Hell yeah. And so now you're looking at it as like, man, not only can they win one Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. I think the expectation and I'm not saying fire them if they don't do it but i think this is the goal is to win the next two this one and the next one back to back while purdy's making nfl minimum wage it's kind of what seattle almost did with russell wilson they won one by a lot then they went to the next one and were this close to winning that one too but russell wilson threw the ball to the other team 
I feel like the Niners are that kind of a juggernaut right now and and actually have the opportunity to do something that rare back to back. We do mirror we do mirror that that team as far as just being um uber talented like if you're looking at our team we from this season right like last year you could say that we were talented but we kind of we got christian in the middle of the year our quarterback situation wasn't as solidified our running back room was still hurt coming out our defense was class personified but we were still chipping away at injuries we lost e-man early right we had uh we we had had some offensive line issues and we knew mike mcglinchey was on his way out but this year, I mean, and then the Eagles, they were just hot, right? Like, that, everybody was just lauding Jalen Hurts in his reclaimed game, how good he was and how loaded they were. But this year, it feels like there is a clear gap between us and everybody else, especially talent-wise. Like, I don't see a team in the league as loaded as we are um, top to just bottom. Just a second. Just just to really drive the point home, you have an MVP candidate quarterback making 900K. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's there's it. there's not a lot of there's That's not the a lot of code. teams that could say that at all. Right. You know, I mean you code. could say the cheat code is is Christian, but it's no, it's Brock. You got an MVP candidate making 900 k a year, right? At so quarterback. Yeah. at quarterback, right. And then also you also you you gotta look at it like this. Brock is gonna get paid at for for where Brock is as far as like uh the position that he plays in the league, the 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 players associated is gonna be looking for Brock to really take a chunk out of the Niners to make sure that floor gets raised. So Brock's going to get paid, and God forbid if he wins a Super Bowl, right? He's already got an NFC championship game under his belt and two playoff wins. So mm-hmm. when we get into the it's almost kind of like uh with Nick, you know, Nick doesn't say much, he was very uh pragmatic about his contract negotiations, but we saw as soon as like it was time for them to start negotiating, um, Nick wasn't playing no games and he wasn't budging for no hometown discount. We don't know how Brock is fiscally, right? He's young. We don't know how that's going to happen. We do know that with all of the talent, with all of the, with all of the praise that Brock is getting this early in his career, you best believe he's going to break the bank. He's going to break the bank. So I, I will say that there is a huge gap between us and the rest of the league because of the talent that we have, the veteran leadership we have with the quarterback and the price tag. But it would be a shame that after all of the back and forth that we did, the sagas with Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard and Jimmy Garoppolo and the if Trey saga, right? And him getting out of here. And we finally got our guy all the way into Brock. And Brock is going on his contract year, and we have zero championships to show for it. That'd be a little that that'd be a little bit of a letdown. Cause we know once Brock gets paid, it, it's time for other people to it's time to start making some real decisions. Cause you don't get paid quarterback money and have requisite weapons littered throughout the offense. It just doesn't work. That's not the NFL. It doesn't work that way. Nope. Nope. The Niners have a really special team right now. Teams Very. should, you know, aspire to build what the Niners are building. And it's not as easy as just say get a quarterback on a rookie deal. They tried that with Trey. Right. You gotta get right. Brock Purdy. And, and so far the Niners have been really lucky with that one. Um, this is it. And this then is really, the Super Bowl window. Really, you gotta lean on them. Right. You ha- after all of the all of the stuff that went through, you got to lean on them. Right. Because look at the offensive weapons that we have that are 
that are that are assets, right? Brendan Ayuk drafted, Debo Samuels drafted, George Kittle drafted. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. these guys, they're picking the wrong. Now I understand that they go out and they pluck who they need to pluck to keep things going. Trent was a welcomed addition. Christian was a welcomed addition. You know, but if you look at how how these uh, these assets are gonna are are coming coming into our enclave, it's through drafting and development. So there is that side too, where yeah, they got a window for two years because of what we see now, but. We didn't know that Brandon Ayuk was an asset. They saw it first. We didn't see it first. They did, right? So with them, I kind of always try to keep that with me. Uh, they're the ones who see it first. And if they know that they've got Brock coming down the pike with what they got to pay for, they're, they're going to get prepared. I just don't see them not being prepared for this. All right. Let's check out a little bet U.S. Uh, sponsors the channel sign up for the bet us with the link in the description for a 125 sign up bonus on your first deposit let's check out this is interesting to me like season awards after five games let's see coach of the year where kyle shanahan stacks up in terms of odds hey bet us work <laughs> oops hey we'll try them what's going on We'll try them again in a minute. Sorry about that. Uh, Damon Dickerson says, except injuries, what is the thing that prevents the Niners from winning a Super Bowl? Mm, health. Health. They said except they said except injuries, but I mean. The Eagles. No, I don't think it's one team. Um, outside of injuries, what would, what would derail us from winning Super Bowl? I would say turnovers, turnovers. We really don't turn the ball over on offense. Um, I don't know how we necessarily play from behind. Um, I haven't really seen us play from behind this year. Um, so, you know, every game I hope looks like last Sunday. Um, we are going to have those dog fights coming up because you just anticipate them. But I would like to see how our defense plays in a close game, right? Because none of these – this is so unfair to have a team this good because the the regular season games are amazing to watch and they're euphoric, man. But we know that the playoffs is a completely different season. It's a completely different tempo. And those neck-to-neck -neck games, like for some reason, shit just things just tighten up. You know what I'm saying? So for the Niners, I would have to ask, are we peaking too early? Like is I just wrote that article. I mean, yeah, you're five and zero, but like you are playing like it's the playoffs, man. Twenty five touches a game for Christian McCaffrey. Like yeah. that's how you're supposed to do it in January. Why are you like you're cruising to victories? You could you could take your foot off the gas in the fourth quarter. They, they've been doing it a little bit in the last game, but like yeah, I'm just saying. And I, I like to see that against Dallas that we did do that. I would have been worried if Christian would have still been in the game up forty two, man. Up you know up forty two ten. So yeah, like. I do that that does concern me. Like, you know, we do look good, but we've seen the bottom fall out. We've seen teams go 11 and 0 and then all of a sudden lose. We saw this with the Giants. We saw this with the Patriots. Patriots were undefeated. Got all the way there and lost. So, 
you know, this isn't a sign. Peaking isn't a scientific thing, right? I don't want to get caught in the weeds of like making this a real thing, but it is a thing, right? It is something in the NFL. And you do have, because we're doing so well so early, you do have to ask yourself, are we going to have enough in the tank in January and in February? Like, are we going to yep. have enough in the tank? So it is something you're asking. All right, let's get Bet, Bet US another chance. All right. It's back. Hold on, let me share my screen. Boom. Boom. All right. Coach of the year, according to Bet US, Kyle Shanahan is at plus 500. But he's not the favorite. The favorite is either Dan Campbell at plus 400 or Mike McDaniel at plus 400. Dan Campbell's an interesting one, too. Mm-hmm. You got Sean Payton at plus 200, plus 20,000. I don't think he's going to get it. Matt Robert Sala got a chance. Um, who else they like? What do you think? Kyle Shanahan plus five hundred. Like those? Like those odds? Not at all. Why? Nah. I mean, I just think he'd be in a better position. But uh, I don't like. I don't like Kyle's odds. Kyle, Kyle's odds should be uh, a little better. He could get it. I think it's going to go down to him or Mike McDaniel. And it's usually like the newer coach that wins it. I would. Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, I'm definitely. All right, let's do offensive player of the the year. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is (laughs) no Christian. He's for MVP. Christian McCaffrey plus two hundred. Tyreek Hill plus two seventy five. So Christian McCaffrey's the favorite. Who Uh you like better, Christian McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill to win? It's going to come down to the Niners and Dolphins on so many of these. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like Tyreek Hill as a passing league. What Christian McCaffrey is doing, he is right now, he's the MVP in my eyes. I mean, I would say Brock Purdy should be up there for offensive player of the year. I think there's also a sneaky, there's also a sneaky award that nobody's mentioning for Brock either. Comeback player of the year. True. Here's defensive right? player of the year. We got uh Nick Bosa at plus eighteen hundred and Fred Warner at plus five thousand. I guess they don't think Fred Warner's gonna win this award. Niner fans no. seem to think he should. Michael Parsons plus two twenty five. Let's check out MVP real quick. Let's check out MVP real quick. Um, boom, last one. Where's Purdy? Plus 700 with Josh uh, Allen and Jalen Hurts. Right there, Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes. That's a good one. He might get that one. Anyway, if you want to place that wager, go to BetUS. Click the link in the description. They'll give you 125% sign-up bonus on your first deposit. Thank you very much. All right. Should we do some Randy Gregory film? Is it time? Sure. Let's break into it. I think it's time to, to do some Randy Gregory film. Let's uh, share the screen. Where are you at, Randy? Boom. Okay. Let's do it. So here he is on the right, number five. Let's see how he does his thing. Boom. Just a regular rep. No, he's got long arms. Oh, he's... Mm-hmm. You know, not going to be standing up on the Niners. He might be. Yeah, it's true. Good point. What do you know about Randy Gregory? Oh, here we um, go. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I mean, that's where he shines. Open field, long. He used two moves to get around his defender. He actually got stopped on the first move, used active hands, swiped side scissors, I think. But if you keep running it. Okay, keep going. 
Stopped on his first move, keeps working. Left tackle gets elongated and bends at the waist. Randy discards him with the with his top half. If you notice, like his his lower half is really strong. Keep going. Closing burst. Here he is over here. Nice hands. You don't see that stuff from, from Drake Jackson. Like right there. It's pretty nice. Yeah, you know who uses that a lot? Eric Armstead. Yes. Yeah, he does. What do you call that? The swipe? Yeah, I think it's size swizzers. Swizzers? I like that. Swizzers, sorry. That's a nice little burst. Man, I, this is a nice little... If this is the fourth pass rusher on the Niners, let's see what else they got. He's on the field for this one. A nice sack. Oh, he's on the field for these ones. It's interesting that they felt Randy Gregory was like the addition they needed. I wonder what Chris Kasarek thinks of him. He's in the right. I mean, obviously he had to give the green light for, to get Randy in the building. I think they're going to use him a lot in the pass rushing downs, but I would like to see how they're going to use him standing up, probably go over the A-gaps um, and see how he does. My biggest thing really is I know what Randy does in the passer is does he still have enough to be able to stop the run? He came in out of Nebraska like underweight, underweight and undersized. He, he had did. to kind of grow into his body. So um, right now, you, you do want to see if like he's if he's a liability in the run game. Um, that's what you want to say. He's not on the field in this play, though. Ah, they, they took him out. I don't know why. I'll get to him. He had a big game in this game. Some good film so far, huh? Mm-hmm. No, he, I, I don't. I wouldn't expect him to start for the Niners. Here he is. I think that's him. No, maybe not. I wouldn't expect him to start. I think Cleveland Farrell is their edge setter uh, starter on the opposite Bosa. But on third down, they bring in Drake Jackson, and Drake's not giving him anything. Mm-mm. Right, he's packaged into this game clearly because he's not playing in enough reps. Where are you at, Randy? Strange. There he is. Play. There he is against the run. He kind of got there. He chased it down. Nice. Yeah. Triple teamed. Staying away from him. Yeah, definitely. Let Oof. What do you That's see here? He, yeah. got, he got stuffed. He comes Ooh. in. He tried to use his inside foot. I think he saw the run coming, and he tried to go outside. The ball clear. It took him inside, but strength was on the inside, so he folded. Oof. Oof. Is that Frank Clark, zero? I think so. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, there's five again. All right. Ooh. Yeah, that, I mean, that's nice an athletic play. play. That's him. Yeah. That's all him. That oh. should have been a tip pat. I mean, that should have been a pick. That tip that's the kind of stuff that Drake Jackson does. Long arms. Nice play. Good awareness. Vet. Like that. Okay. Yeah. I think he's smart enough to understand that. He's smart enough to understand. That's a vet move. 
he's smart enough to understand that he can still make an impact away from the quarterback. He just doesn't give up. You see, he comes yeah. in with his move. He can't really yeah. do anything with it, but he still sticks in there and actually potentially makes a game-changing play. Yeah, here he's in the left. Chipped. Hand fighting. Yeah. I mean, that's a win for the offensive line. I mean, if they're fighting, if, if the D line is fighting, we're winning. They want to discard us and get yeah. past us. So yeah. even if even if he's given ground and optically it looks like Randy's about to get a sack, that's still a win. That's a win for the offense. Yeah. He's got to be careful not to rush past the quarterback. He's doing pretty good with that. Because the Niners are doing a good job this year of containing quarterbacks. They really are doing a good job of containing yeah. quarterbacks and keeping their rush lanes. They really are. Yeah. Shout out Steve Wilkes. That's all him. That was yeah, that was something that was a huge issue last year. I mean, shoot. Uh the kid out of Oakland got off on us. Las Vegas. Hit him. I mean, that was the yeah, that Jerry game was Stidham. crazy. That Jerry never should have happened. Let's see what we got. Oh, here we go. On the left. He's off. I think this is a this is actually a stunt. He's 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 leaving here on purpose. Mm. Thinks it's a screen, goes to the other side. Mm -hmm. All right. It's to the Ooh. That's at least he gets in there. Yeah. 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 At least he gets in there. Yes. I don't know if you really want him on the field on first down. Well, he's he's answering his question right now. Yeah, I don't know about that. Question right now. We don't know if we want him on the field for running downs. Here he is on the left. From the quarterback. Gets a little pressure and gets pushed. That's what he does, but yeah, yeah, but that's a that's a loss though. It is a loss. The quarterback, you know, he could scramble if he wanted. Like there's a big lane right there. He throws. I mean, yeah, it's not good. That's a loss. This guy has only has 19 and a half sacks in his career. Like he's he's had promise and has had good moments, but but again, let, let's I mean let's have the conversation while we're watching the tape, right? We we were on Isaiah Oliver, right? Thinking to ourselves, like, man, this guy is um he's gonna struggle. But he has come through in a lot of big situations, and a lot of that is because of who he's playing with, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can look at a player and see him individually for what he brings um, from a skill standpoint. But once he starts playing around other players who can kind of pick up the slack, coach him through things, give him a visual of how things are supposed to look, and then also um, encourage him. Um, It could be different, man. Guys, guys play different when they feel as though that they're playing with other dogs. And the truth is, is that. Uh Uh-huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, the, uh, no, go ahead. I lost my train of thought, but go ahead. Sorry, I mean, let, let's 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 stick with this film, man. Let's let's see what we, we see what, from Randy Gregory on this play. This play's coming to him. Jesse coming to him. Pushes him out. Stays with the play. Mm-hmm. Makes a tackle. Yeah, he does make the he tackle. He gives good effort. He gives good effort. <sighs> that's that's. That's okay effort. Okay but, effort. Yeah. Here he is again, chasing down the run from the from the backside. I mean, is he better I mean, than Drake I, Jackson? I don't think he. I, oh, that's that's a the question. question to answer. That's the question. I, I don't that's know if question. he's better than Drake Jackson, but I, I will see. I can see why they were ready 
Yeah. They made the deal. You can see he's playing uninspired football. He's not Drake he, or he, Randy. No, Randy. He's not Randy. No, he's he's not interested. Yeah. He's giving good moves. He's you know, like he's getting he's getting his first move off. His get off is good, right? He's he's engaged, but he's not finishing. He's not nah, that's true. He's not giving a second effort. He's not quite frankly yeah. playing above his yeah. I, I can see why they made this move. He's not in, you could tell he's not inspired. He doesn't want to be there. Yeah, no one wants to be in Denver. You could tell. Week two. You could tell, like, this happening. is week two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean on that. He gives a nice little first effort. He gets off the ball. But then that's then it. He gets blocked. And then that's it. It's like he's got a gun with one bullet in it. Yeah. You know, but but again, that you know he's he's not playing horribly, right? There's a there's a big difference in what we're saying right now. There's a difference between being bad and playing uninspired, right? You can't play like that on this defense. Yeah, not with us that's flying true. around, right? You cannot. That's going to stick out like a sore thumb. Like even with our with our 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 struggling guys, right, or our younger guys, right? They're still doing that at a hundred percent. That's that's the biggest. That's the biggest problem that we had with Isaiah Oliver that we took umbrage with is that not it's not the fact that he was like making mistakes, but he was like giving up on plays. Like he was like not finishing plays. Like in for that, you can't stand that. You know, you can't abide by that. So um I, I do see why Randy's here. He still is talented. And for for what I've talked about our team needing, I was very interested in getting him because I don't think we need to break the, break the bank to get another guy. I think he actually fits perfectly for what we need, right? But um, what he gave us, what what he just showed us in Denver, it it's not going to be like that. That was his best game. That was his best game. And that was his so, best game. Yeah. Yeah. Joshua Wyatt says, when I hear everyone pumping up the Niners, I get nervous. Historically, Kyle's teams fall into the complacency trap. There are no Week 5 champions. That's yeah, true. I mean, that's true. But this is Brock Purdy's team in, in a large degree, and I don't feel like he's getting complacent or McCaffrey. Yeah. And that is a great point, Grant. Yeah. That's a great point. One of the another thing that Brock doesn't get any credit for because he's young, and it's probably not gonna happen until like it's like you just can't move. Like he is the guy, is he's a leader. He really is a leader, and you can tell that the team follows their leader and I, I i do believe that what is different from the years in past is that a team getting complacent it used to always kind of be on kyle right and we had a really good time dumping on him but mm -hmm. brock's got to own some of that responsibility too now like if the offense comes out and they're not ready to play or brock's not getting the ball out the way we've seen it get out for five weeks or the 12 weeks that he's played a little bit of that is on brock Right. It's not all on Kyle. Right. So um, looking at us getting complacent, like. Us being complacent would have to do with, you know, us not being on top of our P's and Q's. And that's one of the biggest reasons why we love Brock being here is because in years past, the predecessors before were either too young and entitled mm -hmm. or they were entitled and weren't really as good as we they thought they were. You know what I'm saying? So uh, with Brock 
that's going to be a little bit more of um, the cross that he's going to have to bear as a leader because getting content, getting getting uh, satisfied with a five and zero start is going to be one of those things that he's going to have to like actively be like one and zero every week, one and zero every week. You know, like mm-hmm. we do not care about this. Mike Monahan says, "What's new for Brock? He's climbing the pocket. That is true. He is. He is. That's a bit. Yeah. His he's better, man. And also remember." Um, people talked about how Matt Ryan in year two of the system was so much better and that, like that was going to be Jimmy Garoppolo, but it never happened. Like it's happening with Brock. You could tell that he really, really, really knows the system in a way that few quarterbacks have really mastered it. Well, and the, Brock goes to the right. No, sorry. Like one, one of the, one thing that I also see with our offense now is that we're not like this G whiz, you know, Steve Jobs, Apple iphone type offense where it's like oh it's so clever look at how people get open like we attack people now like yeah. there, there is a difference we we actually go out and seek out your weakest performer your weakest phase of your defense and we beat on that all game and that's what's different about us now we're the hammer we're not the nail mike monahan says and brock throws to the right just fine he's doing great black caesar says hypothetically speaking in order for the niners to get to the super bowl they have to beat the eagles twice is that feasible? That's what the 94 Niners had to do. They had to beat Dallas twice, mm-hmm. and they did. And that's the team that had won, what, two Super Bowls in a row? So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it doesn't get – it's got to be tough. I think they can I think they can do it. Carson Sappington, new member. Thank you, Carson. <laughs> Daza, while we may not be able to upgrade our starting O-line, surely we can upgrade over more prior Feliciano injuries would be a huge concern. Okay. They got uh, Il Manning I- back. They did get Il Manning back. That's big. I know that sounds yeah. like a joke, but that's big. They got Il Manning back. Also, um, you are right with – I believe that Aaron Banks is pretty – he's a lot better than what people think he is. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Aaron Banks is um, our best run blocker on our team. Trent is still Trent. Don't get it twisted. But as far as guards in the NFL are concerned, I think it's time for us to start realizing Aaron is is climbing. He's climbing. He's actually putting together like not good series, but good games, right? Like I didn't watch all of his Dallas game, but he had a very good Dallas game. And then on top of it, right before it got cut short, he was having some of his best ball of the year before mm-hmm. he tore his, I mean, before he hurt his bicep. So um, I'll go ahead. I'm not saying nothing. Go ahead. Oh, okay. No, I, I do. I do like what we've done with our offensive line and, I, I'll, I'm going to keep saying this. We don't have bad pieces on the offensive line. We just have inexperienced pieces. There's a difference, right? So Spencer Burford isn't bad. He isn't weak. He isn't inept. He's just inexperienced. He's getting better with the experience. He just needs the reps. The same thing with Colton McKivitz. At first, yes, Colton McKivitz had a hard time actually breaking through onto this team. But now that I've seen him play for five games, he's not bad, not even close, but he does need experience. So that question about our offensive line, I feel like that's going to fade by the end of the year, especially if we don't get hurt. They're getting better as the year, as the games keep coming. Yep, absolutely. I'm poor, says Huffin Gibson, playing so good, Jair MIA. Yeah, I mean, he's, it's, it's, he had a hot start, OTAs, he looked really good. 
Um, a lot of players, especially when players laud you, right? That's when you know you got one, when players are starting to say that he's a guy, right? But this is the league, right? And there's got to be a reason why it seems as though that as far as like the speed or the frequency of his trajectory has seemed to slow down a little bit. Maybe it is. it may be a physicality thing. He may be a little too, uh, he may need his man body. Um, to be able to play the way he wants to play. Serious NFL team, man. I mean, how many rookies yeah. are just going to step right into this defense? Like, good luck. Not a lot of guys. And then, to be Lafunga honest. Lafunga couldn't do it. Lenore couldn't really do guy. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They all had to wait. Aaron Banks couldn't do it. Um, nah. Even Spencer Burford. By hook or crook, we had to put him on the field because of where we were on the offensive line. But he, in some ways, couldn't do it. He had to get rotated in and out. This is a very good team. So I also, that, I'm glad you brought that up. We want to grant Jair Brown a lot of grace because he's not necessarily playing on the team that just has to have him on the field. And that may be to, that may be to the benefit of his development, right? A lot yeah. of players in his position don't get to be able to get shelved and work on special teams and get garbage time against good teams we blow out. Some of these teams would just be throwing him out there. So, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not down on Jair Brown at all, but it is – he is definitely going through the rookie woes, in my opinion. No question. Last topic of the day. This has been like a big topic among Niners content creators, comparing Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw to Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. Right. How would you sort of like contextualize each linebacker? Like, okay. Yeah. Well, the league is com was completely different with both of them being in with both of them being in the NFL, right? Um, when Navarro and Pat were in the league, uh, it was a it was a run first league, right? And it was between the tackles all day. And with Dre and Fred, it's more of a passing league where they don't yeah. necessarily see a lot of real running backs or real running teams, right? Yeah. And you love what Fred and Dre bring, but pound for pound, yeah. they're not Patrick Willis and Navarro Bone. Yeah. Those guys um, were six feet, six one, two forty, four three know. speed, yeah. run all day. Um, and these uh, Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman, they weren't special because of their size. They were mm -hmm. big. They were there were other linebackers as big as them. They were special because of how they could run, how they could yeah. fly around the field. Now, yeah. Fred is of that ilk. I like Fred. I don't have nothing. I don't have anything disparaging to say about Fred or his skill set. But it is true that you do see how Fred and Dre play off one another. Dre seems to be a little bit more physical than Fred is. And Fred, mm -hmm. if, if what's emblematic of that to everybody who wants to argue that, oh, coach, you tripping. Fred isn't. Fred's as physical as he's ever been this year. Well, you would have had to notice it for him not to be physical, for him to notice, for you to say that this is his most physical that he's ever been for the year. Also, um, with Pat P, I mean, Pat P was class personified as far as just athleticism, being able to run, being able to come down and tackle and see any running back. There's been some backs that we've seen this year that. There's some gang tackling and some business decisions that need to be made to tackle these boys. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's what today's league brings. But as far as transcendent players, as far as guys that you could just stick in and play, I really do believe that Pat P and Navarro Bowman, they're class personified. I feel like you could stick them in a bottle and put them in any era of the league and they would just work. I don't know if you could put Fred 
back with our 2012 team and he could really hold down that mic spot. I, I, I don't know that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I know that I, I just feel as though that for what they bring, they've done amazing jobs. And yes, if you're asking, I do believe that Fred Warner is the best linebacker in football. I do believe that Dre Greenlaw is right there with him. But if you were talking about like our people, right? Our like the love of our boys, I don't have them over Pat P and Navarro Bowman, that tandem. I just don't. I think even Dre being a physical, like battering ram, I mean, just he sets the tone, in my opinion, of this defense, honestly. Even with Dre, Dre ain't Navarro. Mm -mm. I'm sorry. I, 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 Navarro Bowman was a whole man. Like Dre is too, but just size wise, they're not the same. No, um, Navarro Bowman was a, like a perennial all pro. So was Willis. Dre, Dre Greenlight isn't on that level, may never be on that level because Bowman and Willis reached that level way younger than Dre Greenlight. Dre Greenlight's 26. Mm -hmm. Very yeah. good player. A lot of penalties. I mean, he's not, mm -hmm. he's not either one of those. And then Warner is the one who gets the accolades. But Warner is like a totally different player than those two guys. Like he's almost more like a DB. He was a nickel in college. And the way his value comes in zone coverage in like the middle of the field. It's like he's so tall, you can't throw over him, you can't throw around him. Just a great skill. But it's almost like yeah. he's a safety. It's almost like he's a big safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that I mean, that's what he played before he got to college. I mean, before he got to uh the NFL. But that's that's what the league is today, right? You can't you can't fault somebody for playing in the league that they're playing in. I, I, mm -hmm. I've said, I'll say it again because I know there's somebody hanging off my zipper right now. Fred Warner is the best linebacker in football. He is, but because the game has just, changed, the game has changed, and there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. But yeah, it's um, a passing league, and he's a he's a passing player. Yeah, and I don't yeah. I don't have any I don't have any problem with how he gets out there and does his job. But if if the per, the question was asked to me, if I would take Pat uh Pat P Pat Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman over Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would I would take Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. Yeah, I mean, usually with linebackers, one thing you're sort of measuring is how hard do they hit. It used to be when I was a kid, that's what the water boy was about. He was a linebacker. He hit hard. And Fred <laughs> Warner does a lot of things, but he doesn't hit as hard as Greenlaw or Willis or Bowman or a lot of linebackers. It's hard enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're both enough. all four of them are great players. Like all yeah. four, like I don't know how else to like lay the floor without this coming off disrespectful. All four are once in a lifetime players, right? But if you just had to make the distinction, for me, um, I would take Patrick and Navarro. You know, they're bigger, um, they both fly around the ball. I would never say that they're faster because Fred can fly, right? But um, Willis, Willis ran a four three, man. I mean, I exactly. I'm even trying to be nice about it, but then on the back end, you know that Patrick Willis ran a four three, like so. It's like I'm, I'm trying to be as respectful as possible, talking about men that I never could hold a candle to. So I mean, I, if if you just asked me, I take Patrick. I take Patrick tomorrow. The Niners drafted Patrick Willis in the first round of the same draft that they took Joe Staley in the first round. Like they like both guys. Great draft. But it was mm -hmm. Willis. That was their first pick. And it was he was better than Joe Staley. No offense he to was. Joe. Joe would he know was. it too. Joe would say it too. I mean, he was Joe would say it. Yeah. 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 Joe would say it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, I, I just 
I respect what the boys are doing. And, you know, to be honest, the only reason why we're having this conversation is because we're 5-0. and Right? We're 5-0. and Go ahead. I'm going to say one thing about Fred, though, too, is he's like Brock Purdy. A lot of the stuff that he does well is intangible. It's um, having a feel for offenses, leadership, calling plays. Like, he's so – he's like a coach. I'm not sure uh, if Patrick Willis was like that. I'm not saying he wasn't. But mm-hmm. Fred Warner is so much like the coordinator on the field. And I think that's kind of sets him apart. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then, you know, cerebrally, yes. Fred is yeah. Fred is touted as being a very heady player. He's very smart, conscientious. And he is looked at as the quarterback of the defense. Um, I don't necessarily think that Patrick P. wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he wasn't. But, not saying yeah. he wasn't at all. But that's just yeah. like such a big part of whatever of Fred Warner's total package because it's yeah. not his the power in his hits it's not his violence it's not he doesn't run a 4-3 you know it's when, yeah it's his it's it's how he plays with angles it's how he knows how to run with he can run with detached receivers and tight ends Fred yeah. can get from sideline to sideline he puts everybody in the right position like I just I already I feel the 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 I feel it coming right now. And all I'm saying is that just for me, right, Patrick was bigger, in my opinion, faster. In my opinion, he came down in the run game. Wait, for me, it's the run game. Patrick Patrick Willis just was class personified in the run game. There was just nobody that was ever going to be able to win that matchup. And I've just seen in situations where, you know, today's NFL is the league, the league of gang tackling. Like, that's just what it is. You know, they're going to get a piece. I'm going to take a piece. Then we're going to get them on the ground. But, you know, you guys, you catch guys running. Uh, it's, it's not necessarily a, of a more dynamic encounter for at the point of attack. But back in back when Patrick Willis was playing, that ball was north and south. And you had to come down in that gap and scrape and fill. And there wasn't nobody in there saving you. And I've seen Patrick Willis in careers, man. You know, in a short amount of time, Patrick remember Willis didn't he, even have a long he, career. Remember when he destroyed Adrian Peterson? I was in Lord, college. Come on, I was in bro. college. Yeah. Anyway. Bro, do you, anyway. Yeah. Isaiah yeah. Nunez says Jeremy Chin and Nickel. What's the cost? I don't know. You tell me. Two dollars. One ninety nine. I got no idea. Jeremy Chin. That'd be cool. Matt McEwen says, saw a video breakdown of Greenlaw, and they said he is our Derek Brooks. I can see it. What do you guys think? Keep up the uh, the grind. I mean, Derek Brooks, Hall of Famer, 11-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro. But if you want to, like, compare this defense to that defense because John Lynch was on it, then I guess. I mean, but there was times, you know, but this is like, I I love the fact that all this stuff is recorded, right? Because we're the ones who who actually get up here and put our takes on camera for everybody to pick apart when they want to, right? But I'm, I'm old enough to remember a time when when Dre Greenlaw got hurt and Aziz played virtually a full season over Dre and the entire fan base was calling for Aziz over Dre Greenlaw. Do you true. remember that? True, do you true, remember true. that? I do. Everyone, everybody in the chat who gets to write their little Twitter fingers and say, oh, you're wrong about this, you're dumb about that. All it took was for Dre not to play for one year and everybody in the fan base will say, well, we got to keep Aziz. Aziz is the linebacker that we have to keep. That's the duo. It's got to be Fred and Aziz. So it's really just about what's in front of your face and what you feel about and then 
who's brave enough to put their own opinion out there and who's cowardly enough to just chop it down. That's all it yeah. really is because Patrick Peterson and Fred Warner, there really is no one or two. It's one A and one B, right? They both played in two different areas of the game, right? And, and the same thing with Navarro Bowman and Dre Greenlaw. But you do have to look at how the game has changed. The way our team was built in 2012 versus 2023, the league is night and day. It's night and day. Yeah. Over yeah. half the plays you saw in 2012 wouldn't even stand in today's game. And half the stuff you see in today's game, you'd be like, dude, these guys would have got ran off the field in the first half without running the ball. Like, this team doesn't even run the ball. You wouldn't survive against a team like us back in 2012, right? So you do start to look at things where we're getting built, where we're getting uh, – we're getting five and zero. Oh. Is this team? What do you think? Would you, what do you think this offense would do against our 2012 defense? It would have a tough time running the ball. I'll, I'll say that it would have a tough time running the ball, and um, they they have yeah. a tough time blocking right. Justin. Smith. Let's not let's not make the argument about taking Patrick and bringing him up to this game. Right? We yeah. know that. We know the answer to that. Right. Half of the hits, half of the plays that Patrick Willis made, he'd be arrested during the game. They wouldn't even let him finish. But if you took this offense and you brought it down to 2012, what would this offense do against that defense? They would struggle. Yeah, they would. They would Matt struggle. McEwen saying he, he's talking about how, how Dre Greenlaw covers up the underneath in the zone. It's true. He's fast, man. That's the end of the coaches' meeting. I got to get down to Santa Clara and see what the Niners are doing before they go to Cleveland. It's a big mm -hmm. week, undefeated team, big season. Feels like the biggest season there's been. I'm excited. You can see it all over my face. Definitely. I'm excited too. Thanks for watching, everyone. I'll be back soon. And make sure you uh, subscribe to the coaches' YouTube channel. Come through, guys. There's a link in the description. There's a link in the chat box. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys.